TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. On a drive to left field. There you go. And we have a tie game thanks to Miguel Sano. I said the wind was blowing out when the game started. A good day for Sano, and there it is. That call there on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 72. I'm Rami Makloff and a full house today. We are streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook in addition to being on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Derek Wetmore alongside Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, other side of the glass. And just when you want to send Miguel Sano down, there he is. Hitting bombas, Judd Zalgad. I'm glad to see that they are that that they are doing in season work here. I think it might have been a good idea to do a little bit of that in Rochester, but I was glad to well, see that Roy Smalley. But by the way, kudos, he did a great job explaining what they're doing. That is the type of analysis I want from my guys. We'll get into all that a little later in the show. Glenn Perkins, former Twins reliever and uh, part of the Score North first place Twins show team, he's going to join us at 12:20. But uh, we have some good news. Regarding the Minnesota Twins, first of all, the magic number is three games less than it was last time we convened on Friday. So all is good in Bombasota, despite losing two of three to the White Sox. But you got yourself another all-star in Jake Odorizzi, Derek. Yep, good news, bad news, of course. Everyone today woke up wondering why in the world was Eddie Rosario not an all-star? Why was Max Kepler not an all-star? Why was Jose Brios not an all-star? Why was Nelson Cruz not an all-star? Why was CJ Crone not an all-star? I'll stop. But... It is exciting from a Twins perspective that not only is Jorge Polanco starting for the American League at shortstop, but Jake Odorizzi gets named to the team, too, and an honor well, well well-deserved from that guy. Uh, Yes. Yes, yes, on both counts. Uh, But, um, yeah, this is a... Here's my problem. This is the one All-Star game that I take seriously because, you know what? Football, hockey, and basketball just kill them. I, I don't need them. They're just stupid. The baseball one, I don't love like I did as a child, but I still like it, and I still think that it carries meaning and, and potential impact. Um, here's what I don't get, guys. What Derek just brought up among the amount of twin snubs, why don't we just fix this thing? Like, it's 2019. Everyone does not need a representative. It's 2019. How the hell are there three Chicago White Sox and two Twins? And I am not a homer, as you guys know, by any means. But how does that happen? Um, it's 2019. This is all fixable. Oh, and also, by the way, too, guys, and I saw this in football, and it's true in baseball. The fans didn't screw the Twins. The players' vote did. So this is not a fan problem. You know what? The fans elected Polanco. That was a very wise pick. Could they have elected more twins on that final ballot? Absolutely, but they didn't, and I'm okay with that. But this is is the players' vote, and in 2019, the last group of people that should vote on All-Stars in any league are the players. The players pay attention to themselves. The players pay attention to their own teams. The play, I have seen players who vote ask reporters and clubhouse attendants, who should I vote for? And, and if they do vote, if they do take the time, for the most part, they can't wait to get done. So I guess my frustration about the fact that there are only two twins and not more is is this isn't a fan's problem. This is a player's problem. 
And every this whole thing is eminently fixable. It's if you had the right people picking the reserves. And I like the fact that they now don't make the managers of each team do it because I thought that was unfair. Yep. And the pressure then was to pick your own players. And if you didn't look out. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and so so they made the right move there. But give this to the media. Give it to something different of people that pay attention. And then guess what? The Twins probably get three or four guys. And if they had three or four guys, this conversation would not be happening because, yes, there are always going to be snubs, but this is such a screw job. It's ridiculous, I think. What not there some commissioner office involvement here, too? I'm not trying I've to get right Rami here. going on it's, Rob Manfred again. I've got, just, it right, I've got it right here. Um, according to the Star Tribune story today, Derek, the reserves and pitching staffs are chosen based on a voice of the players, or a vote of the players, excuse me, plus invitations handed out by the commissioner's office in order to include a player from, and here's another flaw, every team. Sure, yep. The Kansas City Royals don't need a player in this game. No, nah, I'm good with that. I, I want every team represented. I but don't. We can skip past that to say this. The snub is maybe disappointing, but I don't want to lose sight of two things. One, Jake Odorizzi and Jorge Polanco are all-stars. Deserving. One, B... You're probably going to get another guy in if we're being honest about it. This happens every year. There are five guys that are PO'd that they're not in the game, and then somebody comes up lame with the hamstring. But just quickly, the flaws, though, are unnecessary. They don't need For to sure. exist, and, and you can fix them. We, we could sit here in the studio and by 12.15 fix the flaws better to correct it. <laughs> Seriously. So the second thought... And that's exactly why Rob... Another reason why Rob Manfred is terrible <laughs> at his exactly. job. He doesn't fix anything. He doesn't Rami, fix anything knew, that should be fixed. Rami's right here, Derek. But Rami's right. This like he's, guy... He's this, always got Rami. his eye on the wrong thing. Preach. He's always got his eye on the wrong thing. And the stuff that is fixable is so easily fixable. And he misses over and over and over again. He makes Roger Goodell look smart. Yeah. He's not. He, he, Hold on a second. Yeah, I said it. Hold on Here's a why second. I said it. Manfred was supposed to be a, a Adam Silver-like young, he's not super young, but young enough progressive commissioner who would bring great ideas to a game that desperately needed great ideas. Rami's right. Uh, he's a stuff. He's a stuff suit. You know, guys, he's a labor warrior, is what he is. And I'm not saying that's a good thing for baseball to have at the top right now. I'm just saying what he is is a former well, labor lawyer who's now running the show. Then he should be replaced immediately because or at I least can tell have baseball, a right hand person. Well, I could. I can tell you right now, and I get it. Baseball. Baseball wants to be a hard ass back to the players. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. But what baseball desperately needs, and every one of us in this room knows this, is a good probably younger, progressive mind who says, what's best for my sport? And nobody, nobody right now with that game is saying that. And he's sitting in our studio right now. Here is Rob Manfred's next great assistant. Or his replacement. Just his replacement. (laughs) Rami 2020 for commissioner. Uh, Well, how, how, like, I didn't expect all, back to focusing on the Twins and getting off Rob Manfred for a second. I didn't expect all these guys to make it. But out of Kepler, Cruz, Barrios, Rogers, and Tyler Duffy, not one of those guys made it. And yeah, oh, yeah, and guy, guys are going to be added. Max Kepler, pick a pick a statistical category 
And let's compare him and Mookie Betts. Throw one out there. Hold on a second. No, go ahead. Throw one out there. Weighted on base average. I mean real statistical <laughs> things. things. On base percentage. On base. Okay, that's the one category where Mookie Betts oh, does Gabe Kapler. The one. I'm super, how did how did you know to pick that, Derek? It's almost <laughs> like you, you looked at this. I did it. I honestly I didn't prep for that. Max Kepler has more home runs, more RBIs, better batting average, better slugging percentage, better on better OPS. Every everything ex, better OPS plus if you want to get a little nerdy about it. Everything I get ex, nerdier than except that, for on base percentage. He is better than Mookie Betts this year. Who's a star? Okay. Mookie Betts just won a World Series and an MVP. I'm fine with him being in the All-Star game. Max Kepler well, okay. deserves some All recognition, right. but this is not a but stats game, guys. But, I, but I've got you there. If, if that's your contention, and I can almost go down that path, but if that's your contention, then every team cannot be represented. If you if you're gonna put the star if you're gonna say why not yeah, you Mookie can't have Be- both because no. you're gonna have too many Max Kepler's yes. getting screwed and, and if and you're gonna have the Kansas City Royals don't have somebody they these really bad to, the Baltimore Orioles there's no compelling case to me for a Baltimore Oriole to be at the, this game and Derek if you're right and you might be fans want to see bets okay let's just accept that that's cool then you can't be representing every team unless you're going to expand rosters. So let's just get through this old, archaic 1970 thought process of, well, if the Pittsburgh Pirates aren't represented, I ain't watching the all. The Orioles, Screw Pittsburgh. The Orioles. <laughs> Josh I, Bell didn't do it for you. I said this last week. They shouldn't even be allowed to campaign for all-star votes. <laughs> you're right. At Camden Yards. They really shouldn't. Take like your signs down. Their slogan, for I said this last week, their slogan for the 2019 all-star game should be the 2019 MLB all-star star game colon let's just sit this one out the that's Orioles. it yeah that's it the or- <laughs> that should be the Orioles slogan for the 2019 you guys, all-star game we're good you guys are we're good that was your slogan we're good the we're Orioles, good. let's sit this one out we're good we're good you we're guys right. are you're, you're just you're making up rules and it's fine it's fine but one thing that i don't want us to just gloss over here is that this is a game that's designed to represent stars, and also it's a marketing tool. Let's not forget that. Aaron Judge being in a marketing tool is a good thing, or Mookie Betts in this case. These are good yeah, things Yankees, for baseball. The Yankees need more marketing. They need Aaron Judge there. People won't watch the Yankees. How many fans are the Yankees bringing into baseball? Doesn't that matter? But we're fi- Okay, using that same argument against you, though. How many Orioles fans are still watching Major League Baseball this season? That's a good question. I, I don't does, know what the answer does, is. I don't even know well, who their all-star is. I, I didn't bother to log that to memory. Oh, but oh, I've got it. Does whoever Dan, that guy is get is. Orioles fans to the TV? Okay. Is it he? John, John Meads. Meads. John Meads. Yeah, okay, let, let's be All honest. All due respect to John Meads. If John Orioles Meads. fans are putting on their John Meads jersey on All-Star Day and well, sitting down in front of the TV in front of a big Major League Baseball All-Star game spread, no. And to that That's not happening. And to that point. Point, the, the idea of having every team represented in this game was an archaic, old-school thought of we want Orioles fans to gather around their television in, in their homes in Baltimore and the surrounding suburbs and flip on the ball game and more people will watch. That's great. You think some 22-year-old with an iPad who might dip in or not is going to say, well... I'm an Orioles fan, and damn it, they don't have a guy on that team, and I'm out. It's an archaic. If only John Meads was. Meads had an all-star first half. Damn it, we were screwed. But it's an archaic. (laughs) But this is what's frustrating about this conversation is not just that the Twins got screwed. It's the fact that we are making up rules here that make so much sense. Baseball should implement them in a half hour. That's my problem with this. Again. 
the rule of thumb in sports, if you can call me and I can tell you how, how to fix your problem, then you got a problem. <laughs> the, the NBA could call me and say, Judd, we're not sure about this. And I'd be like, you know what? You guys are far smarter than me. And, and I don't love your game, but I, but you guys are brilliant. Okay. You're smarter. Football has some things, but football does a lot of things where it's just like, okay, that's going to make tons of cash. Baseball has a fundamental flaw here where if you called me right now and asked me what to do, Rami and Judd could tell you in 15 minutes how to fix your problem. It's the new wing of the office of the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rami and Judd. I mean, first thing is... Consultants, maybe. Let me look at a calendar. Start with that. Like, just hand me a calendar and I'll figure <laughs> that out for you. That's the first thing I'd do. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that I think is important to note here, guys, and I actually kind of like this, I get that... I'm going to step out of my Twins Observer hat for a second because I am currently co-hosting the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasso to the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 72. 72. (laughs) All of that being said, I actually kind of like poetically the symbolism involved in the Twins only having two all-stars and being one of the best teams in baseball. Like, you can get mad at the fact that the stinking White Sox have three guys in the game and the Twins have two. And I get that. And this certainly seems like there's some injustice going on there. But what does it say about how good and how deep the Twins have been that there are only two guys that this 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 league perceives as all-stars, quote-unquote, whatever that means, and they're still leaps and bounds better than the Chicago White Sox. Just a better ball club. Nelson Cruz isn't an all-star? Yeah, but you'll take him. Mitch Garver somehow is not an all-star, and that McCann guy is. Yeah, but I'll take Garver. You can go on and on down that list. How deep this Twins team is might have, in a weird way, cost them an all-star rep or two. Because it's not a couple guys carrying them. It's everybody doing a job on a given night. I kind of like the symbolism that that implies. I see what you're saying. Even if it's disappointing day after. but But I'm not coming to you personally as a Twins fan here. It's just observing this baseball team. This is silliness. Like if the system worked perfectly, I'd say okay. I really don't know how the bad. White Sox get three players exactly. and the Twins so, get two. That's the perfect. I'm not doing this. Like if I'm the Twins privately, guys are go. Kepler gets to go home and rest. I'm not upset about that privately. You're cheering, but right. That is that's the flip side of yes. all this. Is that this is a beat up team that coming into today has had one day off in three weeks. You're telling me Rosario couldn't use four days on his couch right now? Oh, absolutely. Right. And Barrios now, you know what? So so privately, if I'm Falvey, I'm not upset. But what upsets me as an observer of baseball, this is so incredibly stupid and unnecessary that, that we have to have this conversation. I'm offended as a baseball fan. Got a tweet from a listener, Drew, here. To your point on Mookie Betts, Rami, you're going to like this. Mm-hmm. Uh Drew tweets us, tweets at the Score North Twin Show, the stats comparing Max Kepler's weighted on base average to Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. Kepler this year, a 369 Woba. That's pretty good. Mookie Betts, 355. So even there, he's better. If you're more a fan of WRC+, even, Plus, way to runs in, created. Even in your favorite nerdy baseball stat, <laughs> Max Kepler's better than Mookie Here's Betts. another nerdy baseball stat if you're a Fangraphs mm-hmm. follower. Uh, <laughs> Drew tweets in, Max Kepler, WRC+, Plus. that's way to what runs created. 100 is average. Everything above that would be above average. Below would be below. 130 WRC+, Plus for Max Kepler. So you could consider him 30% better than league average offensively by this statistic. 
Mookie Betts, 119 WRC+. So in both of those nerdy baseball categories, <laughs> to you, Max Kepler's got the AL MVP and World Series champion beat. You know what I think we just uh, determined here? Max Kepler, better baseball player than Mookie Betts. You said it, man. Derek's geek card also gone. What is that? Oh, your geek card is revoked. Why? Because you came at Rami and, and basically I just gave him tried Wova. to oh, no, Wova? But you tried to sandbag oh, him, yeah. and then you found out from a listener that your <laughs> attempt to sandbag has gone awry. Your exactly. nerd, your nerd card okay. revoked, dude. Oh, exactly. listen. I, I what knew, you got left then? No, I knew no going card. into that argument. He had on base percentage. <laughs> Right. Hang, hasn't been on base percentage. I'm going to hang my hat on that all day. Uh, I knew going into the argument that Max Kepler's having a better season. Like, offensively, Mookie Betts got off to a slow start. But who's an all-star? But to All-stars point, aren't earned in three months, Ju- boys. To Judd's point, if we're going to have the, the, the superstar rule... That you know, it's it's about what you've done before this season that gets you an All Star game. Part of it, and and we're gonna have the rule that every team gets an All Star. You're gonna have a lot of guys like Max Kepler getting screwed. That's fine with me. That's way too many spots being taken up by guys who technically don't deserve it. Why is it fine though? Like this doesn't. I didn't lose any sleep over this this weekend. I didn't, but it's fixable. Like this, my frustration. If there's a conundrum that that takes a lot of work to fix, I can be like, okay, I get the problem, but I also understand the solution is difficult to find. This isn't difficult to find. This right. is very, very fixable. We just fixed it. Let's it's try. like listen, listen to what we're saying, and you can fix. You too, baseball cannot look like a bunch of idiots. And it starts with the player vote. The players should not vote. Players don't give a damn about anyone for the most part, but themselves. They're not baseball fans. They're baseball players. I think what you do, fans vote. I don't like it, but it's fine. Fans vote. That's fun. Media selects the rest of the the reserves. You don't have to have a player from every team, so more deserving players can make it. Bang, you're fine. Let's find out what uh what players think about this, about getting snubbed, about making the All-Star game, about voting for All-Stars. Glenn Perkins, former twin and former All-Star in his own right. He joins the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, the magic number is 72. And we're back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Good to right field and deep. Going back is Jay to the wall. That ball is gone. Kepler driving his 20th home run of the year, golfing it. Into the bullpen. Players, Kepler among them. A drive deep to the left field corner. Chased by Jimenez. That ball's gone. Gone where Kepler rarely hits them. Right down the left field line. His second home run of the ball game and number 21 on the year. 
couple of home runs there from Dick Bramer on Fox Sports North in what should be an all-star resume for Twins outfielder Max Kepler. This is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 72. I'm Rami Makhlouf along with Judd Zulgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And joining us now on the show, you hear this guy on this very show every Thursday. Glenn Perkins on baseball. He is former Twins reliever, former all-star in his own right. Glenn Perkins. Glenn, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. Are you really doing like a, a countdown, like a what do you call it, a magic number countdown already? Every day, believe what? it. Every day, Glenn. It's, it's seventy-two, huh? Seventy-two. I mean, okay. but that's pretty absurd for it to be seventy-two on July first, isn't it? I, I don't really have a reference point because I don't think we've ever tracked it early on in the season. Let me tell you, it's pretty absurd for it to be seventy-two on July first. <laughs> so if the if the if the Twins win their next thirty-six and the Indians lose their next thirty-six, it's over. It's, it's over. done. It's all over. <laughs> Glenn, you got to forgive him. He grew up a Cubs fan, and so it's really all he had. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Our magic number was always next year. That was the magic number growing up as a Cubs fan. Glenn, I know you, you made a few All-Star games yourself. Did you ever feel like you were snubbed from an All-Star game? And, and what's that feeling like if it ever did happen to you? I, I, not not to the level of, for sure, Max Kepler. Uh, excuse me. He's uh, he's second in, uh, in, in the AL among outfielders. I think he's like in the top ten overall. Uh, that's that's too bad for him. I mean, it, the you know, but he got passed over. Uh, I 2012. I thought I had a good chance. Uh, I had a, a good first half. I had a good 2011. So I thought I built some momentum. Uh, didn't get there, and then and then Jim Leland picked me in 13. So, um, but 2012. I guess I would have thought that I had a chance to go. I think that was in Kansas City, but uh, wasn't meant to be. But again, nothing like the level of even. I mean, even Eddie Rosario, I think, has has an argument. I think CJ Crone has an argument. I think. Um, you know, Jose Barrios might have an argument, but you know, it, it's it's funny. Uh, it's just another day in Minnesota when they when Max Kepler when they get snubbed from the All Star team, and, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell d- decides he doesn't want to play in Minnesota either. <laughs> so, Glenn, here, here's my question: We're going to save that heartbreak for Raised by Wolves. That's in the wound. Wow. <laughs> well, it's true. That's true, you guys. That's I mean, think about another it. Another day in Minnesota. Exa- exactly right, Perk. <laughs> Uh, so here, here's my, my question and frustration about this entire thing, though, too. This whole thing, as a baseball fan, and, and I wouldn't consider myself like a diehard Twins fan, but I've watched them a lot, and they're a really good team. This whole thing seems to me to be eminently fixable, Perk. You know, th- this archaic thing of everyone has to be represented. And, and also, and I don't know if you agree with me on this or not as a former player, players voting to me, which is what got the Twins here, Seems silly because I think players are focused on themselves and their own team, and that's it. So why baseball doesn't take steps to fix this, I don't get. Yeah, it, I mean, it really, it should just it should just be MLB picks. It's an MLB event. It's, it's basically a, a marketing event for MLB, and so why why they wouldn't want to have the the say? I mean. You know, I, I guess I don't know. You give players a choice because they're the ones playing the game, but. There, 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 you always think there would be a better way. Uh, it, it, what stinks is that it affects, definitely affects guys' contracts. I mean, Eddie Rosario, if he's an all-star going into next season, that's going to affect what he does, whether it's an extension or an arbitration or anything like that. So to not get that nod, like in, in that sense, um, it's a bummer for the players. And there's guys that should be there. I mean, I, when Jim Tomey was in town for uh, for Mauer's thing, I was talking to him, and we were talking about Byron Buxton, and he's not having like the 
the superstar, you know, he was hurt for a while too, but like that's a guy for me that you want to you want to promote. And I you know, we 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 were talking about like Tory Hunter way back when when he robbed Barry Bonds at Miller Park. And how, you know, you put a guy like that, he gets the All-Star game and, and Byron Bucks if he was there is going to make some play that's exciting that maybe some other kids are going to see. He's a, he's a minority, he's a black guy, so I think that's a, another thing that they, they need to take a look at with getting, you know, maximum diversity on a team. But I, I, he's a guy, like, you, you get, guy, get guys there that have potential, that have star qualities, um, you know, and, and then, yeah, not having whoever the guy is from the Orioles, I've never, I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> It's it stinks. I mean, you're either an all star. Phil Hughes tweeted yesterday. You're you're either an all star or you're not. And and just because you you're the most qualified guy on some on a crap team doesn't mean that you necessarily belong in that game or should or should have the recognition alongside some guys that that are all stars in, in reality. Sure, Perk. It's Derek here. Um, I've got a stat for you, but then I want to just brush past it and get to my actual question. You said that uh, Max Kepler is up there in outfielder war. I've got my Fangraphs homepage pulled up right now. Mike Trout leads AL outfielders in wins above replacement, according to Fangraphs, 5.4. Max Kepler is second, 3.0. Mookie Betts and Tommy Pham are tied for third with 2.4. So There you go. You were dead right on that. My question is actually about the guy who did get named to the game, Jake Odorizzi. What have you seen from him this year? Because to me... He's really just doubled down on what he was trying to do last year. It's just worked out so much better for him. What have you seen this year in what has to be considered the best year for first-time All-Star, Jake Odorizzi? Um, yeah, we broke this down. He, he started one of the very first games that I did uh, in the pre- and post-game show with Fox Sports. Um, and, and like I was looking at like he's, he's upped his strikeouts a little bit, I believe. He's decreased his walk maybe a little bit. But what stuck out to me was that he the weak contact that he gets. So he's pitching to, to spots in the strike zone or, or out of the strike zone where guys can't make good contact. I think over the last month or you know six weeks, it's gone up a little bit. This was kind of right in the heart of his run where he, where he was unhittable. But um, he, I think it's a combination, I would say, of the pitch plan that Wes Johnson and Jeremy Hafner put out for him. And then obviously the catcher's calling those games and, and working along with him throughout the game. But And then the defense that the Twins play. I, I mean, for a long time there, and, and in the heart of that run that he had, they were playing the best defense in baseball. Um, and so I think all of those things kind of factor in together. But it's definitely, I think, you know, and he's talked a little bit about, like, the flexibility that he's added and, and, and those things. that You know, maybe he's getting a little better extension on pitches. I don't know if his spin rates have gone up or, or what this – but he's definitely been a little more focused maybe on, on executing his pitches and, and getting and putting him in spots where guys can't make, you know, solid contact. At that time, and, and I'm sure he's still in the top, you know, handful in the league in, in uh, exit velocity. So, uh, to me, that's what stood out more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's off to strikeouts and that stuff, but he's, he's, he's not leaving pitches out over the plate where guys can hit him. And I think when he does, maybe he's got a better mix. He's got a better sequence. Uh, and, and it's limited hard contact. I'd say that's the biggest difference. Putting you on the spot here a little bit, because for me, he's on the short, short list of surprises for the Twins. Like, uh, here's what I expect your performance to be. Here's what it's actually been. Where is he ranked on that list for you? Maybe who are the other candidates for that besides Jake Odorizzi? He's uh, he's up there because it was it, for him. It was always like, man, like he should be better. He was always that guy with the Rays too, like. Why isn't he as good as his stuff? Why isn't he as good as he was in the minor league? And he's kind of just maybe grown into to living up to that. 
So he's definitely, I mean, I would say maybe the not the biggest surprise for me. I guess I, man, Mitch Garver's up there. Um, I, I mean, I think he's still hitting home runs like every third at bat. So, um, you know, th- th- he's had a crazy season. That right, Jason Castro coming back um, and, and having the year that he's had so far. And, and some of the other guys, I mean, Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler, like the Twins signed those guys to extension thinking that they were going to do this. So, like, my thinking kind of went along with that, like, hey, you know, Jorge Polanco has been really good since, like, he came back from the suspension last year. And Max to grow hitter all those things so stuff is so that I think we lost Glenn I think he's gone bad yeah cell area maybe I put him on hold we'll see if uh, we I'll can, check with him we yeah. can reconnect there but I was going to ask him who who in that bullpen and maybe we can get him back to ask this now that we've flipped the calendar to July do you trust enough to be part of a postseason bullpen because now mm. things start heating up here with with the trade deadline less than a month away, and I think we have Glenn Perkins back now. And Glenn, what I was uh, just telling the guys I wanted to ask you is, who in that bullpen do you trust enough to be part of a, a, a postseason bullpen? Because the, the calendar flipped to July today, and I think trade talks start to heat up, and that's obviously where the Twins will be looking to add pitching and especially uh, some relief pitching. Yeah, I mean uh, uh, Taylor Rogers is the obvious one. Sure. Um, outside of that, I've been a, I've been a Trevor May guy for a long time, and I, I I believe in him. I believe in his stuff, his work ethic, and and kind of his intelligence. Um, I think the the more he the further he gets away from Tommy John, the the more he uh, pitches in that bullpen in pressure pressure situations. I like him. Uh, Tyler Duffy's another one. I mean, this, this is a guy that came up throwing ninety mile an hour sinkers with with a with a loopy curveball and uh, is throwing mid-90s with a hammer now. So I like those guys. I, I, I've also, you know, been on the record multiple times saying that they're going to have to get at least a lefty and a righty, if not if not three guys. You know, I, I, they got to get somebody with Taylor Rogers on the And I think they need to, they need to find a guy, um, a strikeout late-inning guy, uh, that, you know, maybe that they can use and, and, and bounce, you know, a few of those guys around from the seventh to the ninth inning um, and, then, and then figure things out once the playoffs come. That's Glenn Perkins. Catch him every Thursday on the Score North First Place Twins Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball at noon right here on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. All's a pleasure, Glenn. Thank you very much. Thanks, Perk. Thanks, guys. Have Appreciate a good tour. Yeah. Uh, he came on and well. dropped the Wolves Three bomb years. right away. Yeah, really. Too, though. He couldn't wait. He couldn't wait <laughs> but till, he's right. He couldn't wait till one to, to rehash that heartbreak. He's, unfortunately, he's right. Yeah, I know. Uh, no Glenn Perkins show this week with uh, Independence Day, but we will get right back at it. What, he next can't work week. on the 4th of July? He's been fantastic. He's, oh, former ball player? He can't work on the 4th? Oh, three-time All-Star. In Perk's defense, there's beer to be drunk, drank, whatever this week. This yeah. is, that is okay. True. Well, and honestly, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I'm talking to Score North Twin Show listeners here. It's been a fascinating journey into, here's a, here's a former player very recently in major league clubhouses, but also a mind for the analytical side of the game and player development and assessment and all that stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome to hear Perk's insights every week. And uh, just to give you an idea of the kinds of things we get into, you guys heard that new book, The MVP Machine by Ben Lindbergh and Travis Sachik? I have, yes. I have not. Okay. Uh, well, you're going to start to hear about it because it is a deep dive by two very intelligent baseball writers into the world of player development as it currently exists in the major leagues and how they're trying to turn it into a science rather than an art form. I'm I'm 
surprising having not read the book, but that's my understanding. Anyways, Perk brought that up this week. He's like, oh, have you guys read this book? You should check it out. It was a fascinating read. Like he's he's just diving all in on this stuff, learning and helping to teach us too along the way. So that's my quick plug for Glenn Perkins on baseball. Do you know if they plan to make that book into like a, a TV miniseries or something? I don't know, uh, Rami. That's that much more my speed than question. Brad, with Brad Pitt, perhaps? <laughs> much more my speed than book reading. That question you know did I mean? not cross my consciousness. <laughs> I, if there's a movie, I'll add it to the list. It'll be a Netflix special. Don't but I will read the book. It. Don't get me wrong. I'll read the book. Is there an audio book? You know what, Rami? If it's so good and you won't read it, I'm I kidding. will make you an audio. You will read it to him. I will we'll be, read it to you. One of and the then, few subjects I will pick up a book for is baseball. And then in <laughs> 1978, the, when the Red Sox played the Yankees, <laughs> that was another pivotal moment. Back after this. I think the last book I read was uh, Smart Baseball by Keith Law. Okay. Which sure. was also a very good deep dive on nerdy nerdy baseball things. Yep. So yep. I'll, read, I'll read about baseball. Just not, you know, other things. It's not really missing. Yeah, history and all that's boring. Ugh. You fill me in on all the Netflix specials that I'm missing, and I'll tell you the good books. But you're never going to watch them anyways. I'm wasting my time. Exactly. Well, I'm wasting my time telling you about the chapter books, but no pictures. I said, in them. I'll read it. <laughs> if it's about baseball, I'll read it. All Meanwhile, right. you still haven't seen Major League. That's a fair point. I don't know how our baseball guy how do you not see Major has League? never seen Major League. Little big I, league, I get. I, I feel like on, I can't I put escape him on this. suspension until he saw that movie. If I were in charge here, Phil knows about it. He's he well be, aware he of me having not seen. Yeah, we suspended seen major th- this guy because of all the films he has not seen. He would never I'd be work gone another a while. day. In his life. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be banned for life. Yeah, he'd be banned for life. He'd be Pete Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll hit a quick break on the other side. Uh, Judd wanted uh, Miguel Sano banished to Rochester before the weekend. I've got a take on this, boys. Do but you? I'm, I'm sure with you on the other side, hot but take? it's. It, I think this room is going to think it's exceptionally hot. Wow. Okay, cool. take? On Friday, you were full of room temperature take. This is at least a microwave take. All right. Microwave take from Derek Wetmore and Miguel Sado right after this. Score North first place twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 72, and we're back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Let's add around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey guys, it's Manny here with the new feature we have here on Score North. We'll give you this once an hour every afternoon, Monday through Friday. It's called the Score North Download. The Twins lost two of three to the White Sox this past weekend. Kind of a disappointing outing on the uh, south side of Chicago. And to make matters worse, the uh, Twins only have two guys headed to the All-Star Game uh, next week in Cleveland. And uh, in fact, manager Rocco Baldelli was asked about that. He was a little bit surprised. I would say everyone here, I think I feel very safe speaking for everyone. Usually I wouldn't do that. I feel very safe doing it, saying that everyone was very surprised to hear that uh, we only have two guys on. Yeah. Yeah, Rocco, you're not alone in that sentiment. Let's get back now to the Score North Twin Show with Rami Makhlouf, Judd Zolgad, and Derek Wetmore. Gentlemen? The Score North First Place Twin Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is... 72, and was it on this show Friday or Mackie and Judd with Rami on Friday? Judd, I get my shows mixed up. All runs uh, together after a long weekend, doesn't it? That you were calling for Miguel Sano to be uh, oh, both shows. demoted to AAA both Rochester. Shows. Okay. Both shows, yeah. Right. No, I, I said after the gong show of a homestand that he had that it wasn't fair to his teammates or him to subject us to him ha- having to go to the plate time and time again. But I was only I was not suggesting his banishment as a player no, not permanently. permanently. You were yeah. trying to send him down there I just to want, fix him. I wanted to get him fixed, and then we, we did 
find out, I think, on Friday via the Fox Sports North telecast, I'm not wrong, and Smalley mm-hmm. did a great job with this, that they are trying to do exactly that, but they're trying to do it up here, which everybody admits is a really hard thing to do. So, but yes, it was on Friday that I said, after that, you got to do something. It turns out that they were. They're just trying to, uh, Derek Wetmore, to do it up here instead of at Rochester. Yep, that's an O train left the station, Rami, uh, during the Score North first place twin show Friday. Okay. The second hour, actually, I think it was with you, myself, and Matthew, Matthew Collar. Yes, sir. Uh, and and I don't know, I don't know if this weekend changes your stance on it. I don't think it changes Matthew's stance on it. But I think this weekend is kind of an example of what you're going to get from Miguel Sano. Like, of course, he needs to work on some things. Like, even his biggest defenders are not going to make the argument that this has been a great year for him. Strikeouts were alarmingly creeping up towards like 45%, which is just, that's not a professional baseball player. But he also gives you big pop, and he has a rare set of gifts that many players do not have. And my whole stance was, I don't think it, I don't even know if it turned into a fight necessarily, because we all heard what everybody was saying. Um, We just maybe saw it from a little bit different angle. My thought is, this is a guy who you put him down eighth, ninth in the order, and you just let him find himself and help him find himself. He's going to be a really valuable weapon for you if it all clicks into place. Is it going to be easier for him to figure it out here? As it, well, that was my it argument. It looks like these adjustments are are starting to work. Two home runs in, in three I games. I think that's the major runs in two games. spot where we diverge, Judd. As you and I were talking about, like, yep, this needs to be fixed, and yep, it's too many strikeouts, but he also has pop to trade for it. You were saying yeah. it needs fixing, so send him out. What are you going to say? Going into Saturday, I'm sorry because I just, no, I read this and I reacted out loud. No, it's a, a parenthetical aside from uh, Dan Hayes' article about Sano and the adjustments that they're trying to make. Entering Saturday, he had a 40.8 percent strikeout rate this season, 56 strikeouts and 137 plate appearances. Yeah, sure. He was, I believe, going into the game on Friday night. If I'm not mistaken on the stat, he was three for his last 39, two home runs in Kansas City in that time. A lot of punch outs. And a ton of strikeouts. Yeah. So so what's your hot take, though? The, well, I'll get to that. I'm I just excited to hear your hot take. Clue in Rami to finish okay. that sentence from earlier. I want to burn the room up. You wanted him to go down to Rochester yeah. to work on some things. Absolutely. And I preferred to have him working on things starting, especially when the Twins are shorthanded. It makes no sense to me to plug somebody else in there. Let him play some third base. Once you get healthy, maybe he's playing two, three days a week. But I want him specifically working with James Rousen and Rudy Hernandez at the major league level. I know adjustments are more difficult there, but I have all the trust in the world in those two guys specifically that they're the best people to help fix. Yeah, because the the competition you're going to face, obviously better up here than it would be in the minors while you're trying to figure things out, but the coaching is also better up here than it would be in the minors. The facilities, the travel, all that's better too. And in either case, you're playing with a juicy baseball, so what difference does it make? Are they not hit, playing with the juicy hit. baseball in the minors? They, they are. are now. Okay. You're gonna a hit AAA some, ha, has the same yeah. uh, ball. You're going to hit some ball bus yes. in either way. So you asked about my hot take. Today. Yes, I want your hot take. Because I'm not a hot take guy. Like It's just not in my... That that club's not in my bag, so to speak. Sure. It might be now. I have one for you. We were talking late last week about I wanted to swap out for the home run derby. In fact, your producer for the drive time show, Jonathan Harrison, wanted to pick my replacement as part of cram session. Oh, last yes, week. yes, 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 yes. And it became a bit of a controversial thing. And that's right. I don't actually really like the thought that somebody else would get to pick 
for my team. But I don't like the thought that you would get a replacement. We talked about this before, the season mm-hmm. boys. And mm-hmm. just to set up for the experiment, let's go yes and here for this. We talked about if you get halfway through the year, maybe All-Star break, 4th of July, whatever, some some predetermined point, and there's somebody that's hurt and missing significant time, we should be able to each swap out one home run hitter for a new fresh arm, fresh fresh body, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was thinking Twins bullpen when I said fresh arm. <laughs> the fresh body can be chosen by that person. We talked about this, and I, I don't know that we ever got the commissioner's stamp of approval, but it's something that was openly talked about and even on the radio so we could go get receipts. Well, Giancarlo Stanton was my first-round draft pick, and I know Manny's going to empathize with me because he had the number 1 overall pick and took Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge has at least poked a few out, Manny. Giancarlo hit one and got hurt again. Jesus Aguilar is the one I'm really yeah, ticked off at. Because he, too. He, I mean, Aaron Judge at least has been injured. I mean, Jesus Aguilar has just been bad. <laughs> so he's the one I'm really ticked okay, off at. So I can empathize with you because my number 1 pick, Giancarlo Stanton, hadn't been doing it. Now he's going to be out for a while longer, too, I read. So I'd like to swap that pick out. I don't know if it's going to be allowed or or vetoed by our humble commish, Matthew Collar. Mm-hmm. If it is allowed, I picked a list, guys, of of major leaguers who've hit at least a dozen home runs so far and then looked at it and said, who would I want to swap him out for? Maybe you see where this is headed when we were talking about a segment about Miguel Sano uh-huh. and the hot take that I have come to. There are a couple of players that I would like to swap out Giancarlo for. Not going to be able to take somebody who's already on a team. Kind of feel weird about taking a twin, but I'll look past it. And obviously, I want somebody who I think is going to hit a lot of home runs for the rest of the way. If it's allowed by the commissioner's office and if this uh-huh. gets approved uh-huh. that I would get to swap somebody out, I would take Miguel Sano for the rest of the year over any other major league player that I can swap out right here just for the point of can I get this approved by Matthew Collar? I think that he would say yes because he thinks Matthew Collar is going to be playing at high A Fort Myers tomorrow, and I would just love the opportunity to have a healthy player hitting Bombas on my team. First of all, I am am with Rami in the fact that I do not think that you should get a replacement. No replacement. <laughs> I don't think you should, but I see where you're going, and if I was going to improve one godforsaken pick, this probably would be it. <laughs> because I have no idea. Listen, Sano hit... Um, Three home runs in two days, Friday and Saturday. And, and the second one on Friday certainly gives you some hope because it went to right field. Yep. It's the exact type It's Wayne the exact it. type of home run that he, he should hit because it's a pop fly. But the baseball is so juiced now, it just continues to carry. I have no idea if this works long term, if his adjustment now, because certainly if he makes adjustments, pitching's going to adjust to oh, him yeah. works. So, so if you are allowed which i which i vehemently disagree with to replace him for sure i would go along with with the fact that the human strikeout machine might be a guy i would allow you to have you see, or I i'd th- be okay i guess as okay as i could be i think derek is presenting this as some kind of a compromise where he goes, hey, guys, oh, it is. Guys, I get a replacement, but it's Miguel, so no. Well, Come I can on. take Pete Alonso. How's he's, that feel? He's terrible. You're not getting Pete Alonso. <laughs> no, I will lay down <laughs> in the tracks. Yeah. The, train can, the train body. can tear my I'll, 49-year-old body from limb to limb. You ain't getting Pete Alonso. I'll light myself on fire. Um, <laughs> well, then we'll both do that. <laughs> then, then I guess he will. But I think Derek, Pete Alonso. I think Derek is presenting this Me, as some sort of compromise yes. when really what he's thinking in the back of his head is, I got a sleeper here. 
These guys are going to let me have Miguel Sano so no, because yep. they're, under, the they're underestimating him, but I got a real sleeper here. And there's a chance he's right. Miguel Sano could have you don't know twenty home runs left in him on the, in the, second, on the second half. I'm of not the schedule. guaranteeing he does not. Easily, I'm he could easily have twenty home runs. In, I don't in think the he does, half. but I don't know. So I actually funneled it down to three, but I picked the one that I thought you guys would be most amenable to because I knew Pete Alonso wasn't happening. You ain't getting Pete Alonso. I knew that wasn't Absolutely happening. No. And, and I don't even know what the commissioner would say about that, but I have a feeling Pete he would Alonso. frown on it if I went and I picked the best home run hitter left. That was that was not drafted preseason. Gary Sanchez was the second name on my list. I got a feeling that all-star starting catcher Gary Sanchez, who plays in that band box, is not going to get swapped out for his disappointing teammate on Derek Wetmore's home run hitting team. I'm guessing that wasn't going to be acceptable. So third place on that list, I've got Miguel Sano. And I just thought, based on how much Collar you know, burned that building to the ground, that he would be perfectly amenable if Sano is such a bad player and doesn't deserve a big league spot, much less playing time, that I was maybe going to be able to add him as a compromise, Rami Makhlouf, to my home run hitting team for probably the most disappointing first round pick. My compromise was this. If you get to replace a player, we all get the option oh, yeah. to replace a player. Oh, that's absolutely we on the table. We should have a redraft. Actually, you, you had the best idea last week when Jonathan Harrison in cram session, I think on Thursday, mm-hmm. posed this question, and that's like, and that is... You can have a player. It's going to be a pitcher, a National League pitcher. <laughs> well, but well, no, we'll then we don't take. We take Madison Bumgarner. He gets traded to an AL contender. Hey, that's not our fault. <laughs> the system. It's just like the All Star Game. The system got you. That's right. So my thought was that everyone, if you want to, has the opportunity to swap out. Now I did take a look at the standings. But I think we that should were, have a a draft. That starts with the last place person right now. If we're all going to get a replacement, it starts with the last place okay. person right now. We work up to well, first that's place, <laughs> and everybody can select one player if as a replacement. To. Some of these, some of these teams, they're pretty loaded. Like Judd's team, he's not picking a replacement. Seth, I don't know why you're looking at. You're probably picking a replacement at some point. Diehard Wolves fan wearing Seth a war, wearing a Warriors baseball shirt today. That's my favorite. Diehard, diehard Wolves fan Seth, heartbroken that D'Angelo went to Golden State, decided to come to work today in his Golden State Warriors Troll baseball jersey. Social media, Seth. Don't you guys know these millennials? They wear I know. they wear ironic shirts. That's what they do. Kids today, man. Their I don't whole get, wardrobe. I don't get them. Should have got a personalized <laughs> Russell on the back. I just don't get these some kids. of these teams. My only point is Seth, and I I think was Jonathan having a good year too. Danny Cunningham's for sure having a good year. He's got the king. But I look at this and I say some of these clubs aren't going to want to swap them out. But those that should or those that suffered injuries, or in Rami's case, Jose Ramirez just having a bad year, you should be able to replace Jose Ramirez with fill-in-the-blank yeah, home run hitter guy. of your choice. He's been body snatched. The rest of my team has been really good. <laughs> the rest of my team has been solid. He's picked up of late, right? A little bit. I thought he got going not good of late. So. Still- Still not good. I was looking at the leaderboard and I picked the hundred top home run hitters for the rest of the way and tried to winnow it down home runs per plate appearance and I got nerdy with it. And Judd, you can see I've got my spreadsheet out here. Yeah, I've got the names highlighted. It's a lot that of work for a guy who's not going to get players. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what we call wasted was, time and effort. Derek I'm a Wentworth. trial attorney. I'm going in, putting in the effort yeah. in case this does go to and court. And the judge is going to squash you like a knowing bug. full well it's going to get thrown out. But I do have my prep here. If if I'm allowed, I was going through it, and I took out the Twins. I took out the guys who were already on teams, because obviously I can't draft Christian Yelich. He's already spoken for. I took the rest of the guys that were left, and I was going to take out all the Twins. I couldn't bring myself to cross out 
Miguel Sano and Mitch Garver, and I just don't know if Mitch Garver is going to play enough. So give me Sano, and I'll take him out well, for not John either. Carlos Stanton for the rest of the year, and we'll all be happy. Everybody wins. Sounds mm-hmm. like, that sounds like a he thinks deal. he's getting one Rami's over on right. us. Rami's Your right. Honor, a word? He, he thinks he's getting one over on us. Rami's <laughs> exactly right. This is a bunch of BS. Right? May I approach the bench? No. I, no. I'm, I'm totally fine contempt. with this as long as I get to swap out Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Manny. it. We should all get a guy. Yeah. We, we should, should all get, get a guy. guy. If you want. Judd doesn't need a guy, and that's fine. So we know where his vote's going to go when we uh, meet for this. What do they call it when they all meet outside? Whatever. I'm The owner's meeting? No, I oh. was talking about in court. I, I'm oh. way in over my Cause, depth. Because so. two, two of my guys I'm actually pretty proud of, including the guy I picked last, Jock Peterson, who has 20 home runs this Good year. Pick. Javi Baez has 20 well, home runs this year. we didn't know the baseball was going to be this juiced. Yeah. I had a thing. That's what it comes down theory. to. <laughs> I did too, but this is more than I expected. I thought that this was going to be a thing where Eduardo Escobars of the world are going to start hitting 30 every year until they do something about it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's awesome, though. It's benefit of the twins. It's great. I would say this year. It's, it's fu- well, well. It's great if you're not a pitcher. If I'm a pitcher, I'm finding a, a new line of work. I'm going to become a, a chef or something. I'll just <laughs> take over the catering at Target Field or a I'm DH. Done. Anybody can do it now. Yeah. If, if I'm in, in the Twins bullpen, there's a good chance that I'm saying, "Hey, Dave St. Peter, can I get a different job here? Matt McGill, I want a different job." I'd like to be the head caterer in Sweet 18 that you just sold now. I don't want to pitch anymore. This is no fun. I don't think it pays quite as good. I'll take that beating on a mound for what those guys get paid. You'd love to be the chef. And baseball you're, is... You're a good cook. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I would love to. Well, actually, no. I don't want to cook for a living. It's too much pressure. Like, I like but, to cook at my own at my own speed. You might be weirder than me. I like things to be leisurely. You might be that weirder is, than me. Rami has these things. He that has like, more phobias than I do. He has. He has you like are I just, Woody Allen. I don't. I get very. I get a lot of anxiety when people are waiting for food. But you like to cook, and you're good I'm at cook. it. Yeah, That's I'm fair good point. at cooking. I just don't like. Cooking you just want to eat it. Yeah. Here's my thing: is like there's some work. I don't want there to be pressure. Incongruent. <laughs> with hold on a second. Rami. I'm going to take some notes down. Classic <laughs> underachiever. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to charge you per hour. I'm going to diagnose you here. We're, we're going to get you on the right meds. It's, it's all going to be it's great. It's fascinating because like, we'll have some baseball thinkings that I'm like, oh my gosh, we are tracking you know, thought for thought. How have I not just like gone to every baseball game with you for the last 10 years? Like this, It just lines up perfectly. And then he'll say things like, eh, I don't think the steroid guys should be in Cooperstown. Well, they like, what? That's obvious. But that's a, you... that's a take. Yeah. That's fine. I'm saying he, he loves to cook, but he doesn't want to cook for people he surprises because of the you. pressure. He surprises you is what I'm saying. At it's every just turn. like your bathroom I'm fear. a complex man. It's just like your bathroom fears. I'm like an onion. I have many layers. We are just starting to peel away. I'm going to leave with that bias, you guys. Here in my time on Score North. This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bone, Minnesota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 72. Check out Derek and Judd's thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app. For Derek, Judd, Manny, I'm Romney. Raised by Wolves, coming up next.